0: Brad
1: and Court talk sci-fi magicians. Welcome back to Phil Room, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad.
0: And I'm Court. Welcome back, Florians.
1: Ah, uh, yes. It's a new desert order.
0: Yeah, welcome to the poison room.
1: And also, uh, Max Headroom. Ooh. Yeah. Geez. Yeah, I was excited to see who the binder actually was.
0: I love him. Like, he's like one of my favorite character actors. Yes. Like, I've loved him since Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
1: Oh, uh, no. Uh-uh. Max Headroom. Seriously.
0: <laughs> and Honey, I, sh- I didn't say that's what I love uh, him the most for, no. but Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
1: I want to go back and watch Max Headroom one day because I think it'd be very, very different now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, our future wasn't what they promised us,
1: was it? No, it's, it's changed a little bit. It's just, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit different. Anyhow, before we jump into all that, just want to remind everybody, check us out over at purefandom.com. You can also find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at SoundCloud as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers at Pure Phantom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And, Court, how can the good people reach us?
0: Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev, and he's Brad CB. You can also follow at Peer for underscore Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on all the latest articles that have been posted. You can also check out Peer Fandom on Facebook. And Brad, do you know what else is on Facebook?
1: Um, there is all sorts of, like, Max Headroom stuff on Facebook.
0: Ooh, really?
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff.
0: Oh, the 80s. I miss the 80s. Yeah. Um, but, like... Do you know what else is on Facebook? Like, we are. Oh, like, we're are? on Facebook a lot, and everybody was posting all their stories about trying to get uh, tickets for the Avengers yesterday. Did you get your tickets yet?
1: No, not yet. I'm working on them. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm looking them right business. now. The only oh, pre
0: sale. yesterday. Yeah, the
1: only pre sale tickets out there right now is like on for like 10 o'clock on Thursday. And I don't want to go to the movies on 10 o'clock on Thursday because I'm in bed by that time. I gotta yeah, work. I do
0: it anymore? No, I, I'm too old for that. No. Like, if I can't go to a pre-show or like a Thursday night showing at six or seven, I don't want to go.
1: That's like getting home with like one in the morning. I'd be asleep through this entire thing. I'd be like, and I'm done.
0: <laughs> I've done that. Check I can't please. do it anymore. It's a three-hour, three-hour movie. So I,
1: no, it's not it, happening. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was not you know, three Lord of the Rings were all like three hours. Um, The last one, the, whatever the King movie, that was three hours and like 25 minutes.
0: Return of the King. Return of the King. Um, Yeah. I didn't go to the movies to see those. I saw those either on TV where there were commercials or where I could pause it and like go do whatever I need to do. But Believe me when I say for Avengers, I'll have snacks, but there will be no drinking. Oh, oh, no! if I need to go to the bathroom, my sister will have to take care of that.
1: Yeah. I, and I See, know. I just pulled it up for that Thursday night showing. I am not sitting in the front row of an IMAX screen.
0: <laughs> well, let me tell you. So uh, for, for work, I have a trip to um, Memphis. My coworker, she scored us tickets, uh, even though we fly out at six o'clock the next morning. She scored us tickets for 6 o'clock at night. So we're going to see it at 6 and be done by 10 and in bed so we can get ready for our early flight. Then I get home around 10 a.m., and then I'm seeing the movie again with my sisters and my niece at noon.
1: All right. And I expect, because I'll probably be late in watching it, you can just give me the um, times where I can get up and leave and go to the bathroom.
0: Exactly. I'll keep keep an eye on that for
1: you. (laughs) So anyhow, let's get on to magicians.
0: Yeah, so uh, the 411, you know what the 411 is? The 411 was a song. You should go look it up because it was amazing. But 401 also means information. Because, oh, Fred, that used to be the number for information. Yes, it did. But then we have the internet and Googles. Uh huh. It doesn't exist anymore, does it?
1: Yeah, it's still out there, I think.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, so this episode was 411, also the four one one. That's really confusing the way they did that, but I mm-hmm. like it. It was written by Christian Stan and Henry Alonzo Myers. It was directed by Miriam Manam. So in this week's episode, we have Zelda is back again. Like she's one of my favorite characters. Uh, she and Katie take an adventure into the poison room. And we get that reminder that that's where our poor Penny Forty, like he got poisoned and that's how he died.
1: Yes, so he did.
0: that kind of worried us a little bit. Our girl Margo is back, and uh, apparently there's a ghost in the house who's trying to do some love connecting with uh, Julia and Penny 23.
1: Yes, not the ghostess with the mostess.
0: No, and there's some other love connecting going on between, uh, you know, used to be in lovers,
1: uh-huh. Alice,
0: and right. <laughs> yes, between Alice and um, Q. So, like, that's good times.
1: Yeah, we had a lot going on in this episode. It was
0: There was a lot. And no Elliot. We did have the monster show up again,
1: though. Uh, yeah, no Elliot, but we did have Darth Elliot show up, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that Margo would get Sorrow and Sorrow and take it to the beast. Not the beast, because uh, he's the monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, be done with it. But apparently it's going to be a little bit harder than that.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. Just a slight bit harder than that. Uh, One of the things I had a question about, we saw it in the trailer when this one started. Now, Alice's uh, mirror room had the binder, right? Did it not look with like the falling snow and everything else like the mirror room to the poison room? Because, I, it
0: kind of did, yeah. and it would make sense that that's where it was, because like, that's where they put all the books that they don't want anybody to, to touch in the mirror room, well, this I mean, in yeah, the poison room.
1: Yeah, as soon as they got into it, that's when I was like, yeah, it kind of does look like the, you know, the the um poison room there in the mirror, because everything's just kind of, you know, fallen and had that little snowfall thing going on.
0: That makes sense. Yeah,
1: that was one of the things. You know, I love the the, the previews too, because as soon as we see the previews, we know that we're going to start getting flashbacks with other people. Like my Maikowski shows back up.
0: <laughs> uh, but that's kind of why I don't want them to show like th- that sometimes. Like, because when you show that, or when I see a guest star's name in there, like, oh, like so and so's back.
1: No, because I gleam a lot off of the previously on because it, it pulls up that stuff. Because we haven't seen Mayakovsky for a long time. And that whole part about Alice turning him into a bear, I had forgotten about until the trailer. I mean, you know, until the previously on section. It kind of cleared a lot of stuff up for me.
0: Was it Alice or his ex, his
1: current wife? No, that was Alice that turned him into a bear.
0: Okay.
1: And yeah, you shouldn't be happy with that. But okay. Here's my question for the entire episode. How did Margot get back to the real world? She's Margo. <laughs> she got there. It's like, who did she hit your ride from? How did she know to get there? Well, I guess she probably threw like a rabbit back or something like that.
0: Like that? Or like they have doorways and things throughout Fillory.
1: I know. But it was just one of those moments of like, how did, what? She got, hold on. Okay, cool. She's hanging out, you know. I I did love her telling her whole, welcome to the New Desert Order. It's going to suck for you.
0: (laughs) I love that she just told it over and over again until she's like, you know what? Forget it. You tell it.
1: Well, that's when Alice showed up. She's like, nope, I'm done.
0: (laughs) Well, well, by that time, she told the story like 10 times already.
1: Right. Well, you know, it was a happy story for her. She really liked doing it. Yeah. Okay. So Alice and Q have to go talk to Mayakoski. And I did love the whole fact that Penny took them there and just did like a dump and run. (laughs) He's like, oops, forgot my scarf. Good luck with that. Bye. (laughs) Because no one really wants to deal with him. And I could understand why.
0: I mean, they are in Antarctica.
1: Yeah. But then we find out that he fixed his mind swap spell and kind of traded places with somebody who has dementia.
0: Yeah, so he's hanging out in the future and... I guess his dementia-ridden self doesn't really care.
1: No, like, where I, you now? No, I. In, is he in the future with magic? Ooh, probably. But how long does his mind swap spell work for? Is it a long time or is it just?
0: I guess it depends on like, hmm. does he have a battery?
1: I, yeah, I don't. It's hard to tell. I mean, magic in the future, I guess, is working. Uh, it's all, but at some point he has to go. Well, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing. Some point he has to get dementia. (laughs) So, so grandfather called. He did watch um, Back to the Future, though. So, he knows. (laughs) A nice little reference there. I love that part. And he, right away, he actually knows that Q is not from the past.
0: It takes him a minute, but yeah. 'Cause like Q, like we've watched him grow as a person over the seasons and like you he holds himself completely differently. And um it was actually cool seeing the actor play those two different parts mm-hmm. like and like throughout the episode. Like for, for both him and um the actress that plays Alice, uh was it Olivia um Dudley Taylor?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it was really interesting because they were so fresh and full of nerves and everything like when the show first started but now like they, they know all this stuff well and, like you used to annoy the hell out of, out of us but like not anymore
1: well yeah right off the bat i mean when he goes back in time he's just laying there and in comes alice and they're ready to get it on and he's like ah, it's not me it's you no it's not me <laughs> yeah it is you but yeah <laughs> And she's still like, totally more
0: complicated than it used to be. You need to step back.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, and she, yeah, she's totally confused at it because, you know, uh, right to me. Cause they were in the, uh, in the, the bunny humping stage at that point in time.
0: Yeah, like she, she got lulled, I guess. Uh, she's been so she's been getting used to being rebuffed by the people who used to be her friends because mm-hmm. like she betrayed them. So it's understandable that Q doesn't want to be with her now. Like she caused him pain in so many different ways. And actually they caused each other pain. They they've been through so much together. And the Alice from the past, she saw that in RQ's eyes. Right. she like, well, When you looked at me, like you looked at me like with this pain and I don't know what I did to cause that. Like, she kind of knew that something was different about him before he even came out of that room with Mayakovsky.
1: Well, she, yeah, she kind of listens in on him. But I mm-hmm. did get a kick out of Mayakovsky saying, you could be having the uh, having sex with a better magician.
0: True. Because
1: <laughs> he was, you know, not the better one. His dis- uh, discipline was very interesting. Yeah, um,
0: we finally found out where Quentin's uh, discipline is.
1: Yeah, it was inconclusive before that, but he... Yeah. Yeah, do we want to talk about that right now? Let's go for. Yeah, it. go ahead. Um this actually ties in with the binder thing because his discipline is fixing um was it fixing broken uh, broken small objects, thing. small things, small, fixing, yeah. fixing fixing small things. So when the binder's telling the story, he mentions, you know, the small pieces that were of the the monster's sister. hmm Cues disciplines in repair of small objects. Pieces of Darth Elliott's sister. Can he put them back together and fix them? And I it's a whole weird thing going on there. I'm just I, that's all gonna tie together at some point. Just how it's gonna happen is a different story. Right. I am kind of excited about that. I actually admit that I did miss it right off the bat because I was writing notes and my wife caught it and I went, Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> So we had to back up, and yeah, it was the one thing that Brad did not see because I did not hear it. That was pretty. So, how do you think that's going to come uh, come to play later on?
0: Like, I don't know how exactly it's going to come about, um, but we we're going to jump ahead. But we see that monster Elliot, Darth Elliot, he grabs Julia. Like, I feel like he wanted to use the the chick from last week, the one he met at the bar, mm-hmm. to use as a vessel for his sister, right? Uh, but like she wouldn't be able to hold, I guess, the power. So he's going to try to use our girl Julia for that.
1: Yeah, she's just kind of falling apart with it,
0: basically. Right. I, like I can't tell you how, like what small pieces there are of his sister. Like cause it I kept thinking of um, like the pieces that he was taking from the other gods, <laughs> the new gods that we learned about. Right. Like, were we just talking about that? We like were. new gods being created?
1: Yes, we and, were. Like,
0: we just found out that how that happens. Yeah, they. Um, the binder for that. Yeah. Uh, so there has to be some kind of artifact that he either has or he knows how to find, and um, Quentin is going to have to work on that.
1: Yeah, I think Quin- Quentin- Quentin's the only one I think that can put them back together.
0: But will he? Like, what? What? Why would he do that?
1: Uh, to save Julia. Question right, mark?
0: but if he does if he does fix the small object and brings the sister back, wouldn't that displace Julia?
1: Would it though, because Julia is neither alive nor dead, she's a god, but she's not. She has the power to survive anything. So right. if they yeah, put together the monster inside of Julia, would Julia would she be able to take over or not? That's the question or would Julia just take over her powers? I mean, that's right. that's where I'm at.
0: And so that, yeah, that would be a good question because from Binder, we find out that Darth Elliot and his sister were just like Julia, like they were gods created, but mm-hmm. they had the power of the gods, but they were born. And so I guess that's what, what he was saying about being able to like killing, killing them wouldn't cause the whole thing with magic to go off again.
1: Right. So I almost think that Julia's like the key to it. She's going to have to go back to being a goddess. But I also I think that Quentin rearranging his sister into it, she he, he's going to be able to fix something to get the power, but the power has to go to somewhere what it'll go to like Julia.
0: Right. And I think we were talking about this before as well, that it's all like what everybody is off doing on their side missions. It's all going to come together again mm-hmm. because we find out with Katie and Zelda, That um, the head librarian, he's been working to make himself a god. Like, he's been doing what the Binder is saying that they did. Like, the library has always been shady, apparently. Because the Binder used to be a librarian. Right. And, like, they did these experiments trying to create, like, figure out how to make gods. And, like, they made Bacchus.
1: They made all the gods. Um, Well, the new gods. Yeah, all four of those gods were... Librarians at one point in time, right? And that's which is how, crazy, yeah. And that's how they got there, which is we talked about that last week. About um, the last one, talking about you know, it took him for a while to let go of his you know, humanity, also in a fear of dying. Mm-hmm. So they've been there for a long time. So, there, yeah, it's I don't know if Everett's going to be able to get away with it. Is it's yeah. Just because it's in the book does not mean it can actually ha- – uh does it actually have to happen because, like they said before with the library, if you can read somebody's book, you can change it. Right,
0: and we've seen it where Alice has changed certain books.
1: Mm-hmm. But now they're kind of locked in the uh poison room and tasting mint, so that can't be a good thing. Oops. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering how they're going to get out of that one, but hey. Apparently, the bugs did not, you know, keep continuing to eat away the poison.
0: Yeah, they, or they, it did the work, but I guess it lasted. Um, they were down there too long. Yeah.
1: Well, though, somebody locked the door on the other side. Right. So that was that was a whole problem that Zelda said. It was like, well, the door's locked on the other side. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, one other thing real quick about Q and Alice was at the end of it, when she kind of, he comes back, and they've all had this weird little moment with their old selves. He -hmm. comes back and she tells him after he finds out what his uh, discipline is, she has him try to, you know, repair something and he does. And they like have this moment of not hating each other there for a moment and she smiles. So I guess there's hope for them after all? Uh, Possibly. Because she did tell him you know, that he was the best thing that ever happened to her.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Cause, uh, he tells her in the past, uh, he tells her like the truth of who he is and mm-hmm. like what happened with them. And she does a memory wiping spell so mm-hmm. that like, he'll, he'll be free to tell her without changing anything.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I think things are going to change for them because they both know yeah. they've gone through this whole revelation that, you know, they're, it's the past, you know, they were, they were good at one point in time.
0: Well, and I'm kind of happy with how the show has approached this thing with Alice because on you know any other show, if a character does what she did, next season maybe two or three episodes in, all will be forgiven. But like she's been working her butt off throughout the entire season to work her way back with everybody. Now, the friends are still pissed at her but they are on their way to forgiving her. I feel like Q was the last of them, not counting Elliot because he's been off in, the, in Darth Elliot's head, but Q is the last of them mm-hmm. that was there for her to work her way back towards. And like you said, like they're on that road. Like Things can be good with them again. Even if it's not romantic, anytime soon or it could happen, but like they're on their way back. Yeah. And like that, that felt more natural than if things had jumped back to, Oh, we forgive you like three episodes later.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so at the loft, the, the binder shows up out of the book, which is really cool when it was coming out. But first the book bit Margo, (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes at first there was a paper cut and then it bit margo because apparently the book is, l- is a bit of a vampire
1: yeah something like that yeah it had you had to have blood on the pages for it to uh be able to be read
0: but it picked the perfect time yeah shark week it, margo, <laughs> because it's shark week it's slow time
1: uh, i just i but I, I, this show kills me sometimes i'm like alrighty then we got that covered
0: like, I love how in your face the show is. Yeah. It was period blood, men. Get used to it.
1: Well, That's I d- real life. It was just, yeah, except for the magic part. But, well, we, we just don't know that part. We're just muggles. So. Like, I
0: love how um how Penny didn't want to search the book.
1: <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> is that? Yeah, okay. All right. Like,
0: yes. It was period blood, Penny. Get over it.
1: And the binder comes out of the book. Well, because Penny was the only one who knew Latin, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the bi- oh
0: that was cool how the book morphed into uh into the binder and it became a person and he was like taking a book off of his foot like that was amazing <laughs>
1: it got stuck a little bit yeah <laughs> and he comes out and tells them all, all about the you know the librarians and everything I loved how the library uh the binder was talking in third person
0: yes that was perfect well he,
1: he was a book
0: yeah
1: and if the binder is a book well he would say things like that. So I loved it. Oh, it was,
0: pages are missing. I'm fading away, <laughs> I'm
1: fading away. Oh yes. And so Margo's the only one that sees the shadow. She goes on upstairs and gets knocked out. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that was kind of interesting. We didn't know what was going up there. And then we had, uh, Julia and Penny go upstairs. Mm-hmm. They hear Margot. She's stuck in the bat in the closet. Mm-hmm. Is that where she was? And all of a sudden, she comes out. She can see the ghost because of her fairy eye. Yes. To which we discover who the ghost was.
0: Oh, I didn't write his name down, but I loved his motivations. He was like, hey, you guys sacrifice everything for your friends all the time. You should just have time to be happy. And he had this whole room set up for some nookie time, and he's been watching them. It's like, yeah, I saw when you guys were worshiping each other with your bodies. And like, I just want you guys to go do that again and be happy.
1: So, yeah, this is Hyman. We haven't seen him for a while, but you know, he remembers Penny. Well, not Penny, Penny, but you know, Penny, Penny 23, 40. Penny 40. Yeah, yeah, they're whatever. They're all together. And you know, he did it for them, which was interesting. Like you said, he was trying to uh, just get them together and get their thing on, which yeah. is one point. I mean, they kiss. That was interesting. Did you see that coming? Yeah, they've
0: been building up to it. So I understand. Like, I would like them to be happy too. So go for it.
1: But if she turns into a goddess, what's going to happen?
0: That's the other thing. Um, so she, we find out she will have a choice to either turn into a goddess and live forever or become human. Like, I felt like she would sacrifice and become human.
1: Yes, because the binder was saying all that when he was doing his puppet show. Also, Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite quote of the night was, the binder politely reminded Mario that not every story is about her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he said it just like that.
1: <laughs> well, yes, one of the best quotes of the night there, I believe. I was totally fine with that one. Um, yeah, I. Oh, we guess let's go back back to filler right here, real quick, where the grunge is happening. Uh huh. But first, we have Josh, who's having. This really – well, first he's picking a biscuit off the floor.
0: Five-second rule, Brad. Hey. It's okay.
1: Yeah. And next thing you know, we're filming a TV show, Eating Out with Josh. (laughs) He has his own food show, and it's a weird vision because the early winds of fate are blowing.
0: Like, what's happening?
1: And they found out that uh, they have somebody down in the dungeon there. I forgot what her name was right off the bat. But apparently she deboned one of the peasants or farmers. And I have to love Finn for this because she's really great knife skills. Daughter of a knife maker would, of course, say anybody who could debone a person has great knife skills. <laughs> so the grunge is talking about the waters are trapped. And we find out they're trapped below the castle and that they, you know, kind of have some magic running through them.
0: Yeah, so I, I didn't even think they were talking about water at all. I thought they were talking about straight magic. Right. Like they have a reservoir, a reservoir where they've been diverting magic, and like that's where all the magic is being hoarded right now. And well, not all the magic in the world.
1: Well, she she was mad because you know people were drinking it and it was hurting her. So when people drank the water, it it hurt. And Tick goes and gets a glass of water. And threatens the whole thing with, I'm going to drink it, then pee it, and then Josh is going to drink it. <laughs> and he does a little bit of drinking and it does um, hurt the grunge, which gets into this whole thing of bear skipping. And they're weird games that they play in Fillery, where you got to skip the bear. So they got to play the game in the hallway, which is really interesting. Um, and... Just like that, the floor is laid out like the bears get board. and it's apparently a very hard game because there's a lot of rules to it. But, hey, there was a hidden stairwell at the end of it, and off they go into the stairwell. Until next week when we find out what's down there below the castle.
0: Dun dun dun. Yep. Uh, so the one thing I did want to bring up, because we got into the whole thing with Alice and Q in the past, uh, but we didn't really talk about the reason why Q went to the past in any way to talk to Myakovsky. Apparently he's the only one that can give them the spell that they need for the incorporate bond um, on the bottles um, that will be able to hold uh, Darth Elliot once they expelled him from our Elliot. Uh, so like, that's why he went back there. Um, how, did he get the spell? He didn't get the spell.
1: Yeah, he got the spell from Mykovski.
0: Okay. I guess I was maybe too focused on the Alice and Quentin stuff. You know, I'm a shipper.
1: Yeah, that's probably what it was. But, yeah, he did get the spell from Mayakovsky because, you know, he's going to forget about it anyhow because he's going to finish off his bottle of lock and be done.
0: Yeah. And Myakoski, he seemed really impressed with the Quentin of today.
1: Mm -hmm. He has a little bit more onto him than he did before.
0: Yeah, but the, we we hit on everything, so it's slowly coming to a close. This was episode 11, so we have, oh, my God, Brad, we have two more episodes left.
1: Oh, we're getting there.
0: Yeah, and then it's going to be done. Yep. and I think Krypton comes back in June, uh, and we're doing a yeah. book and dagger. Yeah, about
1: that. All right, then. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. Check out some of our older podcasts for Van Helsing, Winona Earth, Krypton, 12 Monkeys, and a bunch of other shows. And if there's a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work,
0: absolutely. Uh, make sure you check out our Game of Thrones podcast uh, over at Pure Fandom. They're pumping up and get ready for the, the final season that is premiering. Is that next week?
1: I don't know. Is it? I got to turn my HBO back on oh. if it is.
0: Yeah, uh, it's coming back very soon and they've slowly been releasing different trailers and everything, so we're getting pumped for that. So make sure you check that out. If you've been watching Roswell, make sure you check out uh, the Space Cowboys podcast that Meg and um, Liz have been doing. They've been doing an amazing job with that. They have uh, they have a interview that they did with the, the show uh, showrunner, show creator. Um, so check that out. It's funny, funny, funny time.
1: Alright, definitely check that out. Well, until next time,
0: Oh, my gosh. Until next time, go get your Avengers tickets. (laughs) That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.